Hello and welcome to the podcast, English for Life in the UK. This podcast is for those people who want to improve their English and at the same time learn more about life in this country. Uh, today we're going to talk about the seasons and the weather and the climate in the UK. And uh, I'm joined today by Christine and Phoebe. Christine, how are you today? Uh, I'm well, Mark, thank you. I was out uh, earlier today and it was so cold. It looks warm, but today, and we're on the 5th of March, it was freezing as I cycled down into town. Okay, good, good bit of weather vocabulary already. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> Phoebe, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. A little bit tired. Uh, it's the end of the working week for me, so I'm happy for the weekend. Um, I imagine that that is not the first time we've heard about the weather on this podcast. I feel like as British people, we love to talk about the weather. And when someone asks how you are, I just feel like the weather always has a bearing on your answer to that question. <laughs> I think so you're true. right there. You're right there, Phoebe. And uh, we certainly thought this is why this was a good topic to choose for a podcast episode, because if you can learn to talk about the weather, then you can talk to almost anybody in this country, because everybody talks about the weather. And I think, Christine, you might kick us off by actually explaining why that is. Why is it people talk about the weather so much in this country? Well, it's interesting, Mark. I mean, they say that the climate in this country is a temperate climate. So it's mild climate. That means there are no great extremes of very hot summers or very cold winters. Everything's fairly mild. And we do have seasons. Uh, we have spring and summer and autumn and winter. But it's very difficult to predict what the weather will be like in three weeks time, for example, it, because it can change and it, it's very unpredictable. So suddenly you'll have a warm bit of a, a warm week and then the next morning you wake up and it'll be cold and everybody will comment on it. I think as well, Christine, the weather's unpredictable within the day. You know, you can go outside in the morning and you can, um, you know, be wearing a light jacket because the sky is clear. And then by the time you come home, you need an umbrella and a raincoat and it's absolutely pouring down. We just never know. <laughs> so true, Phoebe. So true. And I guess that's why people often talk about the weather, because... You never quite know what it's going to be like. So it's a good topic of conversation. If you're in a country where the, where the weather's the same every day for long periods of time, then it would be a bit boring talking about the weather every day, wouldn't it? So, yeah. We should perhaps just explain the difference between weather and climate, because both of those words get used quite often. Um, the weather is usually used to refer to the short-term uh, weather, what's happening just from day to day with the weather. 
whereas the climate is more general. It's what's happening over a longer period of time. So you can talk about the climate of a country. You can talk about the climate of a, in a season. You can talk about changes in the climate over time. Uh, normally, when you're talking from day to day, you would talk about the weather. Yeah. And we thought we'd um, talk about the weather in the different seasons. So we in this country, we have spring, summer, autumn and winter, and we have just started spring. Generally, most people would say the first day of March was the beginning of spring. And there are some signs of spring already. I can see bulbs peeking up. Uh, I've seen snowdrops already, but there are some daffodils too. Uh, but I don't see, I mean, a, a sign of spring is often birds start making nests. Uh, I don't know about where you are, um, Mark or Phoebe, but the birds in my garden are not interested in nest making yet. But that will come. I've heard the birds um, in my garden, but uh, I've not seen any nests, so I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Well, spring is a time when the, the, the weather starts warming up at the end of winter um, and it's known for showers in particular perhaps not so much in March but more so in April that means you'll suddenly get a burst of rain that may only last for a few minutes or less than an hour. This happened to me actually yesterday Christine uh, I went outside for a short walk and I thought it looks lovely out there I'll just put on my light jacket and two minutes later, it started raining and I had to run home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typical, typical spring, typical spring. Sometimes it can be quite beautiful because when the sun, the sun's out and then it starts raining, you can see rainbows, which are very nice. And then, and, you know, the trees, the leaves will start to grow on the trees and um, blossom appears on some trees as well. It, it is quite a, quite a, pretty time of year I would say. So after spring comes my favourite season which is summer um, not only because it has my birthday which is in July I would say summer is June, July and August and this is usually when it's the hottest in the UK. I've actually got some figures <laughs> which I think were quite are quite interesting in terms of the number of hours of sunshine that you get at different times of the year. Uh, during the month of July, you would normally expect to get about 190 hours of sunshine through the month. But if you compare that with um, January, you only get 54 hours of sunshine during the month of January. So it just shows how in the summer you get considerably more um, more sunshine and also the average temperature. So in January, the average temperature is only six degrees. That's six degrees centigrade, which is the usual way that we use for, for measuring temperature these days. Whereas in July, it's 20 degrees centigrade. So shows there is a, a there is a difference, although Christine's right that our, we don't have extremes of warm and cold. Certainly the, the summer definitely is warmer and there is more sunshine. 
And although I said we don't have extremes of warm and cold, we do quite often in the summer get, can have very warm periods where the heat wave, we call it, when there's a series of, of days where the temperature is over 30 degrees. Um, and that's not, not, it doesn't happen every year, but it, it, it does happen quite often. And sometimes in the summer, you can get thunderstorms. Suddenly after a period of warm weather, clouds will build and you'll have thunder and lightning and sudden, very, very heavy rainfall that's just localized. It's just in one particular area. And that can cause what they call flash floods. Suddenly the rivers will come up. Suddenly the water can rush through the middle of a town. It can be quite dangerous. One of my favorite things about summer is how long the days are. And I think this really changes in because Britain is quite far in the northern hemisphere so the sun will rise and especially if you live in Scotland for example like at 4am in, in the morning the sun rises and we have these really long days and I think it really changes the way we interact um, as communities and as households in summer because we can stay outside for longer we can socialize for longer and we don't want to do that when it's dark um, in winter so I feel like they, because of the big differences in the seasons, we really change our behaviour according to I the seasons right as there, well. Maybe. And also, I guess we should say that the summer is the period of time, the season when the majority of people in the United Kingdom will go on holiday. People do have holidays at other times of the year, but the summer is the most popular time for people to go uh, on holiday. That's on holiday in this country or on holiday abroad. That's true. There are, there are long school holidays. So the next season is the autumn. Um, and the autumn, I guess, is best known for the time when the leaves start to turn from green to orange and brown and yellow and then the leaves start to fall off the trees and so actually you may also hear this season referred to as the fall that is an american term the americans would often will more commonly talk about the season as being the fall in this country we usually call it autumn the weather in the autumn, very changeable again. You can have some lovely sunny days. You can have some fairly warm days, but you can also have a lot of wind and rain. Um, you can occasionally also have storms, as Christine was talking about earlier, during this, this time of the year. Again, if we look at those figures that I was talking about earlier, then actually in October, which would be kind of the middle of the, uh, the autumn period there, we have a hundred, just over a hundred hours of sunshine. So if you remember, it was 54 hours in uh, January, it was 190 hours in July, and it's a hundred in October. So that gives you an idea. It is kind of in between the, the season, the weather is changing as the season changes. 
It, it's well it's interesting you mentioned storms again they can be different storms that that arrive start to arrive in the autumn and through the winter they're storms that come in from the atlantic ocean and they can last for days sometimes and have really fierce strong winds and huge rainfall and can cause flooding again not like the summer storms, which are just short and sharp, but the big, long storms that can last for days and cover a whole wide geographical area. So then after autumn, um, as of December, January and February, we've got winter, the coldest of all the seasons. Um, and this is when we have the least light in the UK. As I said, we don't want to go out very much in these times. Um, and some people, um, because of the lack of light, we can get a seasonal affected disorder, which um, literally spells out the word sad um, because people feel affected by the weather. And you know, when it's sunny outside, we feel sunny, we feel bright and we feel energetic. But when it's dark outside and it's cold and it's rainy, you can just hear in my voice there how it's changed when I'm talking about those different weathers and it really does affect people. It's true in the winter, it can be so dark and get, be so cold. Um, particularly, you know, in the north of Scotland, it's like the sun just comes up and peeps up and then woof, before you know what's happened, it's set again. I, I want to speak up in favour of winter because I think actually winter can be one of the most exciting times of year. And that's partly because I really like snow and we do get in the north of England, we usually get some snow each year. In fact, this year we had quite a bit of snow, didn't we? And uh, certainly my grandchildren were out playing in the snow, making snowmen, going sledging. I, I think it's quite a magical time of year. And of course, it's also the time of Christmas and uh for those people who like Christmas and like celebrating and enjoying the the uh, activities that go on uh, over the Christmas period, then I associate winter with that uh, that really nice time as well. Yeah, I, I love the snow as well. I think it makes everything look so peaceful outside. But one thing that makes me laugh so much about the UK when it snows is we just panic so much. And I just don't think other countries panic like we do when the snow comes. The buses stop running, there's no cars, no one can go to work or school and we just go crazy. But in other countries where they get snow all the time, you know, if we looked at Canada, they would just laugh at us. And, but of course, also you're talking about the snow. The snow is deli delightful, it's lovely. Car carpets, the whole countryside it's gorgeous but sometimes when it arrives it arrives in a blizzard which can be again very dangerous several centimeters of snow can arrive in a, in a matter of a few hours cars sometimes get stuck on the road i like that uh, that the word blizzard introducing that idea so that's kind of like a storm isn't it but of snow so very heavy snowfall with usually with winds as well maybe some of the other words there is of course in the mornings what you get is frost so uh, very often in the winter but also actually into the spring where we are now we still get frosts 
Um, actually, you can get snow, of course, even late in the year, in, certainly in the north of England and up in Scotland. But so frost is, is when the ground is very cold and it usually it has a, a whitish tinge to it. So it, but, it, but it's not the same as snow. It's just frost there. And of course, the other thing that comes with snow is ice and sort of water will turn to ice and you will get icicles, which are the things that hang down from buildings and trees and other things. But again, they can be very beautiful. So we've talked about the four seasons and how the, how the, how the weather changes and also how unpredictable the weather is. But of course one of the focus, one of the important changes that is happening to our climate is that it's getting warmer. And that's not just happening in this country, but it's happening across the world. Climate change. The 10 warmest years that have ever been recorded in this country have all happened since 2002. Things are definitely getting warmer. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that this country is going to get warmer. There might be warmer summers, but what is likely to happen is that there is more rain and more wind. So that means more flooding. Um, of course, climate change is caused by uh, the carbon in the atmosphere warming up. Uh, the earth. I mean, that's in very simple terms. But so we're all trying to do things to minimise our use of carbon. The government are investing in new kinds of industry, green industry, it's often called, or, or green energy. But the, I bet we all do things ourselves um, to try to minimise our carbon footprint, as we call it, try to, to create as little carbon as possible. I know I buy electricity from a company that only uses renewable sources. I don't know what 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 do you do? I have started eating a lot more vegetarian food. Um I rarely eat meat um because I know that um the meat industry is not very good for the environment. I recycle as much as I can. And I also like to buy things secondhand if I can. And I've tried to cycle more and use my car a bit less. That's one of the things I've been trying to do. We did do a separate episode specifically about climate change. If you want to hear a bit more of discussion about that, then you can go to episode but 25, season one. One thing which is interesting yeah. is that I think because our weather is uh, unpredictable, the fact that we talk about it so much, there are so many different weather expressions. I mean, okay, you can say it's raining, but you can also say it is drizzling or it's chucking it down. It's pouring with rain. There's a drizzle or it's like a mist. You would talk about fine rain. Yes. You know, it's interesting. When I tell people in other parts of the world that I come from the UK, and often they think of England, and they think of London, and one of the first things they mention is smog. They think London is very, very foggy. And of course, smog is a mixture of smoke and fog. And fog is when a cloud is, is low, and so you can't see very far because 
um, because of the cloud. And when it's mixed with smoke, it becomes smog. And that used to be a huge problem in this country, but things have changed since the 1950s with the clean air legislation. I remember when I moved from the farm in Scotland where I lived down to study at a university in England, I hung washing on the line. It came in all black, not literally black, but it looked dirtier than when I'd hung it out. You, you mentioned Scotland there, um, Christine, and the climate does change in different parts of the UK. And uh, generally speaking, you would say the further north you go, the colder it is, the colder the winters are, the summers are not quite as warm, although you do get warm days, don't you, up in up in Scotland as well. But generally speaking, that's true. Um, L London, the southeast of England, is generally the warmest climate, although actually probably well, the nicest climate is in the southwest of England, down towards Devon and Cornwall there, in terms of the hours of sunshine and the least amount of rain and so on, would probably be that part of that part of the United Kingdom. Yes, and, and also the west of the country tends to get more rain than the east. And of course, the fact that we do talk a lot about the weather means that we've actually used the weather language to actually mean other things as well. So, for example, one of the ones is you can talk about something being a storm in a teacup. Very strange expression. So the idea there is it's something that's actually really rather small. It's not that important, but it's kind of been made to seem important because because of the focus that's put on it. So you could say that there was a, um, a big argument that uh, between politicians about something, but actually it wasn't that important and people would say it was just a storm in a teacup. Mm. I like the expression, a face like thunder, um, which means it's sort of dark and ominous, you know, threatening something face like thunder. Yeah, and you can use the weather to talk about your emotions um, and talk about other people's emotions as well. Um, like you could say somebody has a sunny disposition or they have a sunny outlook on life and that would mean they're quite happy and jolly and um, positive. Language support. This is the part of the podcast where I choose some of the words and phrases from the episode and talk about them in more detail. So today we've used a lot of vocabulary about the weather and I want to explain how some of these words can be used in different ways. So let's take as a start rain. So this can be used as a noun. You can talk about the rain. The rain was heavy. So you can talk about the rain. The rain was heavy. You can use it as an adjective, in which case it's rainy, with a Y on the end. And you talk about a rainy day. And then you can use it as a verb, to rain. So you can say it rained yesterday 
or using the ing part of the verb, you could say, it is raining. The same works with snow. So you can say, the snow is thick, noun, a snowy scene, adjective, it snowed heavily last night, verb, or it was snowing yesterday, the ing form of the verb. However, most of the other words for the weather can't be used as verbs and are just used mainly as nouns and adjectives. Here are some examples. The wind. The wind was strong. That's clearly a noun. And then adding a y, a windy day. So windy is the adjective. But there is no verb to wind. You have to use it with other verbs, including the verb to be. So you can, you can say, it is windy today. It is windy. Or you could say, the wind blew strongly. So that's using it as a noun with another verb. Another example of that would be sun. The sun is hot, noun. A sunny afternoon, adjective. But you cannot have two sun. You have to say, it is sunny, or with another verb, the sun shines brightly. And finally, let's choose cloud. You can have it as a noun, the clouds were black. You can have it with a Y as an adjective, a cloudy day. But you can't have it as a verb to cloud. So you have to use it with another verb. For example, you could say, the clouds appeared. Just to finish with a slight exception, as you so often find in English, you can talk about the sky clouded over. So that is using it as a verb, but you'd have to have it as part of that phrase with the word over. So to cloud over is one of those things we call a phrasal verb and it has to have the two words together for it to work. That's it for this week. I hope you found that helpful. Uh, if you want to find out more about the transcript, about us as an organisation and how to contact us and how to support us with our work, then keep listening for that further information. Otherwise, we'll be back with you in a few days' time for another episode. So stay safe, keep working at your English, and goodbye for now. can find the transcript, that's the written version of this episode, on our website www.saintaugustinescentrehalifax.org.uk and that's where you can also find links to all the other episodes and the transcripts so you can listen and read along at the same time. That's also where you can find out 
how to donate to help our work. We are a charity supporting particularly refugees, asylum seekers and migrants, but also all those in need in our local area. And uh, we would welcome your support if you felt able to give it. If you follow on the website the links to get involved and donate. We also have an email address that's English for Life in the UK at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you your thoughts on our podcast and ideas for the future. We also have a Twitter account at Esol Saint, and there is additional material on that site. I'll spell out all those addresses. So the website www.staugustinesentireenefax.org UK. So that's the website. The email is English for Life in the UK at gmail.com and that's English for spelt F-O-R. And finally the Twitter account is at capital E S O L capital S A I N T